Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. As many of you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was woken up in the middle of the night. It was around two in the morning, and I heard this voice, and it said, your life is easy. You're making it difficult. And then it really started me on this roller coaster of reviewing where I make my life difficult. And it was very obvious that me trying to be a success and trying to take care of people and trying to prove that I'm successful, well, that was taking a lot of effort, a lot of struggle, was never true, never necessary. And so over the last week, I really thought a lot about that and have lessened the intensity of that and sort of softened my identity around that. And things are really starting to change. Well, in this episode, Josh was talking about the exact same thing. We think our lives are difficult. We think certain situations arise where it is tough. But if you think about it, a lot of that stuff we make up ourselves by trying to maintain this identity and get what we think we lack. And in this episode, Joshua talks all about that. If you are listening to this now, it's Saturday. If you're listening to the day I released it, it's Saturday. And we are starting this new foundations course, which is, I think, the most radical thing out there. It's a 28-day course. It covers 14 spiritual topics in depth, one from the perspective of Joshua and one from the perspective of white light. There's an assignment with each day. Each assignment anchors the information emotionally. And this is a really big part of learning things. When you feel an emotion around something you just learned, it stays with you. It builds new neural connection. This course is way more powerful than we ever thought it would when we first did the first one a few weeks ago. So a bunch of people who were in the first one are taking the second one. The second one is uh, obviously double the length, a lot more going on. We're going to have coaching calls and we're going to do a special activation call. If you haven't heard about activation, it's pretty interesting. Christy does it. We've done it three times with groups here at the Joshua House and everyone shifts to some new level wherever they are. And everyone has some different experiences. Really wild. If you'd asked me about this six months ago, I said, you were crazy. This is nonsense. Now I've seen it. She's done personal ones with people one-on-one. And now we're going to do a group one on Zoom. So that should be exciting. If you want to join this, you can go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com, click on courses, then click on foundations. You'll see the normal price of $399. There is a $200 discount. So just type in the discount code 200 off and you'll get uh, the $200 off. This is the only time we're going to do this. That's probably the only time we're going to have these coaching calls with it. Definitely the only time we're going to have the activation call. That is going to be a standalone thing and we're just adding it to this one. So uh, I would suggest taking a look at that on the website. If you have any questions, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we're going to start on Monday. So you have really until tomorrow night, Sunday night to join. Otherwise, you can join in a later group, which we'll do in about two months or so. All right. Thanks for being here. Like, subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that stuff. Appreciate you. We are thrilled to be here. Hi. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. The other night, Gary woke up from a very interesting dream, and he heard the words, Life is easy, you're making it difficult. He thought about that for a while. He wondered, is he really making things difficult? Is it really that easy? Is life comparatively a simple thing? Well, of course it is. 
there are really just a few things you ever need to really think about in the moment. Are you breathing? Do you have enough to drink? Did you have enough sleep? Did you have enough to eat? Do you have people in your life? Do you have something you can do? Do you have some interests, some passions? Do you receive inspiration? Can you connect to your inner self? Can you quiet your mind? Can you meditate? Can you connect with your heart? Can you lead with your heart? This is all that's ever going on here. It's some form of this. Everything else you think about, everything else you want, everything else you think you need, everything else you perceive yourself to be lacking, it's all created internally through a misperception of this reality. It's all dependent on your identity. You've set up this identity, haphazardly, we will say, to present a persona to the world that you think will allow you to get like, love, respect, the things you want, the things you need, the things you think will make you happy. And so you're really moving off in this direction of trying to get the outside conditions to reflect back something to you that will make you feel something you do not feel now. And since this is the opposite of how this universe is designed, it doesn't really work. You get frustrated, you get annoyed, you get pissed off, you get scared. You feel fear and negative emotion. And that causes you to birth new desires and try new things and keep moving on. And then at some point, you'll come to a bot and you'll realize, no, life is easy. Life is simple. And if you understood how well you're living right now, how magnificent this life is for you, how you designed it perfectly, and it is perfect. It's always been perfect. If you can see the perfection in the life that you've lived, the life that you're living now, where you are now, who you're talking to now, what you're thinking now, compared to previous times in your life, if you really think about it, if you really understood why you're here and what you're here to do and what the whole purpose of this is for you, if you really noticed that you are an intrepid explorer, that you are powerful, that you are receiving thoughts all the time and inspiration and ideas and wonderful friendships and excellent relationships. If you didn't make it hard, these things would be so simple. If you could compare this life to any other life you've ever lived, you would realize how magnificent it is and how magnificent you are. But you don't really want to do that. You really want to manifest these things that you long for because you're under the impression that once these things came into your life, that you'd feel good. Well, if you've ever manifested something you really, really, really wanted, it was nice for a few moments, maybe a day, possibly a week, but then you were on to something else and 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 something else. And then life became difficult again. And it's always been like this. doesn't matter when you lived in the past. You were always wanting something that you did not have, thinking it would solve a problem that really never existed. But if you could lighten up now and go with the flow of how life is working out for you, you're totally supported and taken care of in every moment by your inner self, source itself, and your millions of guides and supporters, plus everyone else in your life. They're all there for you. If you could see yourself from that perspective, well, this life would be simple for you. Now, there's no problem with making it difficult. That's expansive as well. But you've all come here for a reason. These words feel good. It feels good to perceive yourself as the creator of your reality, that things are always working out for you, that you live in a 
wonderful, supportive, benevolent universe. And that everything that comes to you is for you, by design, by you. Every single experience, how you choose to interpret those experiences, well, that's up to you. If you choose to see it from the high perspective, you will feel good. You will be empowered. You will know exactly what to do. And you'll get more inspiration and more connection. But if you perceive that things are happening to you, the outside conditions can make you feel something, the other people can make you feel something, that they're doing something to you, and that you must protect yourself, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's not going to be fun. It is not how you intended to live this life. You all came here to be an example. Example of what? Of those who understand how this reality works and are living by those specifications, by that design. Going with the flow. Easing your way downstream, knowing that you'll have all the experiences that you intended to have, and all those experiences are perfect, and each and every one, well, you're perfectly equipped to handle them. And when you can react in a new way to something that's been happening over and over and over again, because you haven't quite gotten the experience yet, and you change how you experience it now, because you know more, you feel more, you're practiced, you've done the work. You're meditating, you're doing your daily spiritual practice, you're involved in courses, and you're looking at things as how they actually are from higher and higher and higher perspectives. Well, the highest perspective is that you are a limitless, magnificent, eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance, and you are living a life that you designed perfectly to have every experience that you ever wanted to have, and that this life is the culmination of all the lives you've lived before, and you have never been so powerful in any life. This is the truth of each and every one of you. And you came to be the example of that. You came to offer new ideas when everyone else is in fear. You came to illustrate your faith in these teachings and how you understand this life works. You came to listen to your own inner voice without worrying about what the outside voices are saying. You have faith that this is a blink of an eye and that you'll return to the non-physical and you'll see the perfection of it all. And that if you could see that perfection now and live in that perfection now, well, you'd be living in a way that's unimaginable. And who knows what you might experience from that perspective. That perspective has never been achieved by as many people at any time in the history of your society. To go against the grain the grain that's created by fear, by ignorance, by believing that you're a victim, to go against that and to say, I'm the creator of this reality. I'm the experiencer of this reality. I'm the observer of this reality. And I know this reality is perfect for me, exactly perfect for me. So I'm going to endeavor to see that perfection in what's happening in myself and in every other person in my life. I'm going to endeavor to see the perfection because that's what it is. I am no longer in the illusion of imperfection or individuality. I am in the oneness. We're all in this together. We are all one. You are not separate from source, your inner self, your guidance supporters, us, or any other atom in this reality. It is all you. Sure. You have beliefs that are lingering, that are quite limiting, but you have the tools 
to see through those with limiting beliefs and prove them false. You can find evidence to prove every single limiting belief you or anyone else has is false. No one knows more than you. No one on this planet knows more than you. You have access to infinite intelligence. You have access to what's right for you. This is how you set this up. This is why you're here. You're here to show others that they too have access to their own inner guidance and their own inner wisdom and what's right for them. There is no prescribed way of being that anyone can tell you how you should live your life, how you should behave, how you should be, or the identity that you should adopt. It's all up to you. You can adopt it all. And we would say, if you can maintain a level, harmonious, balanced perspective in each and every area of your life, then you will soar. This is the key to it all. If you have some areas that are doing good and some areas that are doing not so good, look at those areas that are doing not so good and ask yourself, how is my identity and limiting beliefs involved in my limited perspective of myself in these areas? And then you raise your perspective. How do you raise your perspective? You remember who you are. Limitless, magnificent, eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance, seeing perfection. You see the perfection, you accept how it is, and you move with the inspiration that will be gently guiding you to greater and greater levels of perspective. You must stop seeing yourself as the victim. That's the first step. You must understand that no one else can create your reality and that no one needs you to do anything. Take care of yourself, not by protecting yourself, but by thinking of yourself in higher and higher and higher terms. It's not always easy because you've been told not to brag and not to be a big shot. And who do you think you are? Well, that question, who do you think you are, will keep coming in through your ego on and on and on again. Nobody is worried about who you think you are, only you. Time for you to stand up for who you are by standing forth in love and acceptance, not in protection, not in defensiveness, not in pulling back or separating or disconnecting in any way, but by leaning in and connecting. You see, the illusion of separation is the cause of all fear. If you abide by that illusion, if you live by that illusion, if you separate yourself in any way, shape, or form from anything in, the, in your reality, you are moving into the illusion and suffering and more fear. The counterintuitive thing to do is to lean in and connect. Connect with those who are being honorary because they're simply showing you something about yourself. Some little trap limiting belief that you cannot see. They are doing you a service. Pushing them away does no good. It just maintains the status quo. You've come here to change, but you're in fear of change. There's nothing to fear in change. You're literally changing billions of times a moment. Nothing is not changing. Nothing is staying the same. Everything is moving and vibrating. And so are you. And so is your life. You're going to live this life. You're going to have the experiences you're going to have. How you interpret those experiences and which perspective you choose, that's how you create the reality you truly want. And so this is a game of perspective. It's not difficult. It's easy. It's simple. The life you truly want is waiting for you. 
but it's not coming to you. You have to change to match it. And the way you change is by balancing your perspective in any area of your life. If something is not working, it's because you perceive yourself in a limited way in that area. You're afraid of something. There is some fear. If you push past the fear, you'll see the fear is irrational. And you'll gain confidence and the limiting beliefs will be filled with information and then become empowering beliefs. This is how the process of raising your perspective starts. And then you'll be guided to experiences that help you raise your perspective more and more and more and more. But if you are afraid of these experiences because something someone's told you or something you think you would never do or you're concerned about what other people might think, this is how you limit yourself. All limitation is self-imposed. This is how you impose it on yourself. But when you step out of that comfort zone and you stand up in your authority, in your sovereignty, and you demand that every area of your life work perfectly, because this is your birthright. You designed it. You didn't design a flawed life. You didn't design to be limited in any area. You designed it perfectly because you are in a perfect environment playing with lovely, perfect people in perfect conditions, and you yourself are perfect as well. So with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Oh, dear Joshua, hello. Giddy. Hi. I uh, got married about four weeks ago, and I, since being married, I was inspired to apply for a, an MFA in acting in the UK. And I got into a drama school in London. It's about a 12 person program. It's not easy to get into. And it starts in October. And I have a few days before I have to decide whether or not, or not to go to London for two years. I have a husband, a new husband, who is not so sure about this. And I feel the expansive, especially after what you've just been talking about, I feel that expansion that is available in pursuing this experience. And I also see how he, he is being there. I do feel that ornery fear in leaving for, you know, to go abroad for two years. And I guess the question is how to expand when someone is unsure or doesn't see the board, doesn't see the chessboard the same way that I do in the physical plane. Well, we would say that in a relationship, the most effective way to move through that relationship is perfectly fluid and flexible. But with each of you endeavoring to see whatever's happening from the highest perspective. So if you were to say you have your idea of what's happening and he has his idea of what's happening and he has a perspective on your idea, why you're doing this in the first place. And you have a perspective on what's causing him fear in the first place. And then there's a perspective around what should happen or what this might lead to. And so you have a whole bunch of perspectives swirling around here. 
But underlying all of this is this unusual story that's popped up. It doesn't happen a lot. You don't see someone getting engaged quickly, getting married quickly, and then suddenly being given an opportunity to live separately in two parts of the world. So let's back up a little bit and we'll talk about when you decided to enter into this contest to get into this acting school. I did it in uh, after we were married. Excellent. So you had the inspiration to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Not exactly, but I was, there was something that I don't know. You looked around, you said, hmm, I used to have all this freedom and now there's another person with me in this room. How do I get them out of the room? Oh, I know. I can't really get them out of the room because that's not really appropriate. I'll just flee. Wow. But I see, like, for me, drama school means, like, I more availability to become, to, like, for, for probably for these physical plane success ideas that I have in my mind. Well, that success idea is driven by an identity. What's yeah. the identity lacking? Total knowledge of worthiness. So if you had total knowledge of worthiness, would you need more schooling? No. Let's take the most famous actor in the world, pick a name in your head, and let's say, would that person go to the school? Like Julia Roberts? No, I don't think so. No. They were already a success. And so you're saying, I'm not a success, so I need to find what I lack and the things I need that I lack and go off and do this abrupt thing in the middle of having a brand new relationship and a brand new marriage to keep on with this identity. Because what would happen if I lost this aspect of my identity? What would happen if I was never a success as an actor? How could he possibly love me? He would certainly leave me. If I didn't suddenly get some role or get some money, there's no reason for him to be around me. The only reason he's with me is because he thinks I'm a successful actress. And since I'm not a successful actress, he's going to find out soon enough when he turns on the TV and I'm nowhere to be found. You can't just be you and allow him to love you for you. You have to have some reason. This isn't just you. This is everyone. Could you just be Katie without anything else? Without a career? Without this attribute or that attribute or intelligence or humor or anything else? Could you just be enough as yourself without changing what you are right now for him or anyone else to love you? And so we say the challenge is not going off somewhere and efforting and struggling and enduring the separation so that you can be something that he will love, let him find what he loves in you. The real you, the authentic you, the Katie that everyone else knows and loves, the Katie that you don't know yet. This is going to be the more difficult thing to do for sure, the more painful thing to do, because you do not believe that anyone could love you unless there was something tangible to love, like a career or money in the bank or famous friends or whatever it is. What if you were no one? Would anyone love you if you were a nobody? Well, start there. Who is Katie? 
Let's find out who Katie is before we add anything to that. And if you are loved, then you don't have to do anything else. And if you're not loved, then you can keep going back to trying to figure it out. But we believe that when you strip away all the unnecessary coverings, attributes, or affectations, who you are is the most amazing person in the world. That anyone would love that. Thank you. Allison. Hi, Joshua. I've got a question around the tension I feel between um, the sovereignty you're talking about and being in service to others. Excellent. And so I have this belief that to be in service to others, I have to give up what I want. And so as I'm trying to raise my perspective around this, am I looking at being in service to others and um, not feeling like I'm giving myself up? And then another perspective is being sovereign and and doing what I feel I want to do and change my perspective around being a people pleaser. Excellent. Well, a people pleaser is not in service to anyone but themselves. That's why they're a people pleaser. No one would be a people pleaser if they didn't need people to love them because there's nothing else to love except for this people pleasing thing. That's not a service to anyone. That is not helping anyone. When you're in service to others, you're an example of one who has come into alignment with who they truly are, their authentic self. This is the example. Just that alone, just the thoughts that you think. If you are on the top of the mountain all alone for the rest of your life, thinking thoughts of authenticity and love and service to others without doing anything, it'd be the most powerful thing you could do. Being in service to others is not helping them or making them different or making things easier. None of that. It's simply being you authentically doing whatever you're passionate about doing without needing any specific outcome or feedback or pats on the back or accolades or awards. What do you want to do? What are the things that you want to do that you think service to others would strip you of, rob you of? So I'm in a new relationship. He wants things differently than I want them. Like what? So, for example, I've been doing most of the cooking. I don't want to do that. Um, he wants to live together. I don't want to do that. And so I guess there's that um, compromise word and how what I want versus what he wants and where to find that uh, middle ground that works for both of us. Excellent. So we have two possibilities of who we're serving in this scenario. One, you could be saying you're serving your partner here and you're serving all of the women in the world who want to live in a relationship authentically by their own terms without fear. Which one do you think is in service of others? is really in service of others. The one without fear. The one who is being this example of one who can be in a relationship, who can lean in and give it everything, but who is not going to abide by old paradigms that do not fit with who you are. Now, someone else may love that. Maybe the best thing in the world, they would 
absolutely want to live together and spend every moment together and cook and clean and do everything they could possibly do for their partner to support that person. And that's fine. But that is not being in service of others. Being in service of others is simply living your authentic self, your true life by your own definition of that. And then leaning into this relationship in every possible area, despite him not getting what he thinks he wants. What he truly wants is the authentic version of you. Mm -hmm. Or he doesn't want you at all, you see. But he hasn't seen that yet. He is under the impression, possibly from old beliefs or society pressure or just thinking this is the way things should be or maybe some sense of security, that he'd feel better in a relationship with someone who cooked and lived with them and did all these things that he thinks would make him happy. And this is what all of humanity is doing. They're all saying, if I could get this one person and if I could shave off enough of their edges and jam them into this hole, I would finally have what I want. But the last thing you want to do is change someone to make them pliable to your fantasy ideals that have nothing to do with what you truly want. If he's in your life and you are moving towards authenticity and raising your own perspective, he wants to be a part of that. That's the only reason he's in his life. He's attracted to you because you're thinking in a new way. Uh-huh, there's something different about her. I don't know what it is. If only she would do this, that, and the other thing that I'm comfortable with and used to, then I could feel safe myself. And so no one is upset with anything about you. They're only upset by how they feel when they are experiencing you. They're only upset about their limiting beliefs that are being triggered by your behavior or the way you are or what you actually want. If they're not used to dealing with their limiting beliefs, it's going to cause them a bit of emotional uneasiness. That's not your thing to solve. That's their thing to solve. You are simply being who you are. They're having manifestation events. The manifestation events are bouncing off of you. You're not causing them. But if you were going to be a people pleaser, he couldn't have the manifestation events. Now, what are the benefit of the manifestation events? He has the opportunity to see some limiting beliefs of his own, make some adjustments, and rise to a new perspective himself. At that new perspective, he's offering a new vibration, and he's going to feel better. He feels uncomfortable because his perspective is limited, and he feels fear. This is true of every other human you've ever met in your entire life and everyone in your life now. They're all doing this to some extent. To waffle and succumb to the pressure of those who are being honorary because they're feeling negative emotion, not perceiving reality correctly, would be of no service to them whatsoever. Standing firm in your authority and self-sovereignty not to dismiss his true feelings and his emotions that he is feeling or or make light of them or make him wrong for having them. But just understand he's perfect and he's having the perfect response to the conflict between his ideal 
and who you actually are. If he's willing to resolve that conflict, then he's going to have the most amazing relationship of his life. If he's not, then he'll find someone else he can coerce into being a people pleaser. Maybe this is why you were attracted to him in the first place. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to move out of that habit of people pleasing, which is rampant because I don't know if they would like me if I didn't please them. I don't want to feel the conflict of someone not being agreeable. I don't want to argue and fight, so I'll just succumb to their wishes. It's not going to get you anywhere. You did not come for that experience. You may have had that experience in the past. All of you have had that experience in the past, for sure. You want to get along. You want to accept what's going on, and that's fine. But you do not want to acquiesce, become who you're not, continue the old paradigm. This is a new paradigm, the paradigm of authenticity. In that paradigm of authenticity, you will have to face the possibility that someone is not a match to who you are now. That's fine. But guess what? Someone else is. Because there is nothing more attractive than authenticity. And that's what you're working on right now. Thank you so much. That's very helpful. Excellent. Joanna. I have been free from employment for five weeks. I have been applying for employment my question and my intrigue in this is I've never been happier in well, I have, but I'm consistently happy in these in this freedom from employment phase. Like as a a woman who's a doer, that has been coming down over the years. But it's I, my question is not even I'm not sure. It floors me that I have complete peace of mind when I really should be, as per my history, be quite financially insecure. It floors me. Well, this is very common. When you realize that your survival, your reality, who you truly are, your life that you're living has nothing to do with a tiny modicum of security that you believe comes from some job. It is highly limiting. It's highly attached to most people's identity. You get to a point when you give that up, sure, you will have a period of time where you feel immense freedom until the thoughts come back. What am I going to do when the money runs out? I don't want to go back now. I like this freedom. What am I going to do? Oh, well, there's been inspiration coming to you the whole time. From the second you made the decision to leave that employment, you've had inspiration after inspiration after inspiration after inspiration, flooding, 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 always taking care of you, always guiding you. Some of it you've acted on, some of you haven't acted on, some of you think, I would never do that, and sometimes you think, I don't want to do that. But there's a whole system in place to support you for every single moment that you have ever lived. All the wonderful ideas that you've ever had have been given to you because you were receptive to those ideas at the time. If you could maintain this level of trust that 
every brilliant idea that you need to do whatever you need to do in this life will come to you, is coming to you, is always coming to you. And all you have to do is get to a vibrational space where your perspective is high enough in every area that there are no limiting beliefs blocking that or are no preferences or are no identity hangups blocking the inspiration that can come. And when you get inspiration, you will always feel fear. Don't expect to ever get an inspired idea where you didn't feel fear. It will not come because where you are now in your perspective is always limited compared to where you will be after you've acted on the inspiration. The inspiration is designed to move you along a series of experiences that will help you elevate that perspective. The inspiration is a match to the elevated perspective. The inspiration is a match to the limited perspective that you have now. And it's a string between those two or a pathway between those two perspectives. For instance, let's say at the end of this call, you get off and you get, bam, an idea to do something. And you say, you know what? I don't think I want to do that. But Joshua said that was inspiration, said I would feel fear, said that my not wanting to do it is just another word for fear. So I'm going to do it. And you take the action you can take in the moment to as far as you can take it. Then you let it go, knowing that fear is going to be with you the entire time until you have the sequences of experiences that lead you to the place where you exist at a higher perspective. At that place, you'll look back and you go, wow, that was easy. What was I fearing back then? Why wouldn't you feel fear at the higher perspective? Because you do not have the same limiting beliefs that you did at the limited perspective. And all that activity and action and experience that you had moving through these steps of inspiration, even if you met up with challenges and obstacles and manifestation events, it's all leading you to a mental construct that matches that higher perspective and changes the wiring in your brain. So when you get there, you'll be confused as to what the fear was all about because that kind of fear will not exist where you are at that place. New fears will, of course, because you're always on a escalator ride of perspective. When you get good at this fear thing, pushing past fear and saying, screw it, I don't care what happens, I'm going to do this thing I'm inspired to do. You'll get experience after experience after experience after experience showing you it always works out. And from that, you will build a new belief system. We call that new belief system confidence. It'll be easier to act on inspiration. It'll be easier to move forward. It'll be easier to do things that you thought you could never do before. It'll be easier to find your soul's purpose. Why are you here? What do you really want to do that you haven't been letting yourself do? Why has money been an issue ever? Why has anything been an issue ever? Oh, because you had an identity that you believe would protect yourself from things that you did not want to experience. That's not possible. The identity just gets in your way. It's just limiting. That's all it is. You're going to have the experiences one way or the other. Shift that perspective. Act on the inspiration. Those are going to be different experiences from your limited perspective as a human but from the higher perspective of your non-physical self, that's the experience, whatever you want to call it. And so the key here 
It's doing whatever you can do to get off of that identity, which is inauthentic. Let all that go. Who cares what people think? Who cares what they said in the past? Who cares how you interpreted the experiences of your youth and the experiences you had up to this point? Who cares? That is all in the past. It has nothing to do with who you are. The only thing that is accurate is you are this magnificent, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. That's it. Anything else you want to define yourself by, that is just limitation. The freedom you feel is the freedom of not having to do something you don't want to do. What would that be like? Doesn't everyone have to do stuff they will want to do? How about you think about it this way? That job that you had before, that was literally the best job in the history of the world that you walked away from. It was magnificent in every capacity. But because of how you were looking at things, you were triggered all the time. You didn't want to be treated like that. You didn't want to have to do those things. You didn't want to have to be there at that time. You didn't have to do those things. You didn't want to do the things you had to do. That was your experience. You could have gotten into that experience going, I can't wait to get here. I can't wait to see what they have to say. I don't care about any of this stuff. I just love being here. So either way could have been the most wonderful experience or the worst experience or anything in between. And that's true of everything from this point forward. Some people in your position would be miserable in the fear of not knowing what's next. You're not that way. And that's why you feel so good because you've reached such a high perspective. You know, something's going to come. You know, now you're at a higher perspective. So something more magnificent is going to come more aligned with who you truly are. And when that thing comes, you'll have two possible ways of experiencing it. It could be the greatest thing that there ever was. And you can't wait to get up in the morning and jump in there. You get there two hours before everyone else. You stay there five hours after because you where would it be better than this? Or you'll say it's just like the other job. They're mean to me. They don't appreciate me. They don't know what they're doing. They don't listen to me. They make me come in at ridiculous times and stay to ridiculous times and don't pay me enough. The same exact job can have two or infinite possible experiences. It's you who will choose to feel this freedom that you feel now doing whatever you do in the future, not making that thing that you do in the future into a way that feels like you do now. Do you see the difference? Okay. You have a great feeling now. You feel free. Can you imagine feeling free in a job that was similar to the last one you had? Would that be possible for you? I don't know. Well, imagine it. Because nothing outside of you can cause you to feel anything. How you choose to interpret it, the perspective that you choose in every moment, that's the key here. So the next thing you do, whatever it is, this will be the universe's challenge to you. We're going to give you something here. You have a choice. You are either going to lean into it 
and to choose your perspective in each moment. Hold your perspective up or let your perspective drop. If you maintain that higher perspective, everything's going to work out. You're going to be led to everything you want, but you have to maintain that higher perspective. Even when it looks like stuff was happening the same as it did in the last job, you still have to hold that higher perspective. You do that, or you let your perspective drop and you try and control the outer conditions. That's everyone's choice in everything you do. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship or a business or a job or an education or a family gathering or a party or two friends having dinner. You go into that with a high perspective. You shift your perspective before you open the door and you say, this is all being orchestrated for me to understand myself. I'm going to see the gold in this experience. I'm going to mine for the gold. And when I look back at this experience with my pan full of gold, I'm going to say, that was perfect. That was the perfect experience. You're going to see perfection, hold perfection. That's not what most people do. I'm going to find the flaws. I'm going to look for the imperfection and I'm going to try and fix the imperfection so that I can feel better. That's never worked in the last 10,000 years or so. And it's not going to work now. You're in a different reality now. You have to realize that you are one with your entire reality. And where you're guided by yourself, you guide yourself in the non-physical, where you step into is the perfect place for you always. And where you came from was always the perfect place too. You just chose not to see it that way. And so now you can say, oh, please guide me into this easy, perfect situation where I make tons of money and everyone's nice to me, or guide me into the experience that I need. Which one do you think they're going to do? They're probably going to give you the experience you need because that's why you're here. You are not the average tourist. You are the explorer. You are the leader. You didn't come here to have a good time. You came here to expand, expand in love. And this is what we're talking about. Leaning in is love. Jumping out, not so much. So the excitement you feel, carry that with you and expect that you will be able to hold that high perspective because that you have a high perspective where you are now. That's why you feel good. High perspectives always feel good until you start to doubt it, until you start to worry, until you start to feel some flaw in the system. And then you try to protect yourself and then you feel trapped and then you feel disrespected and then you feel abused and then you feel like a victim because you're thinking the outside conditions can make you feel something. Now you go forward as the creator of whatever you step into, seeing the perfection of your design and you will maintain that feeling you feel now. And then others will notice it. And then the vibration you offer will gain momentum and stuff will start moving around for you. Not gonna be easier or better. 
it'll be interesting. It'll be expansive. It'll be practice. But it'll also be unimaginable. And you and everyone else here, everyone else listening to the call, you didn't come for the predictable. You came for the unimaginable. And that's where you're headed. Cole, thank you. Thanks. Emma. Hi, Joshua. Some great questions today. Um, I just want to loop us back into the opening when you were talking about life being easy and linking it with that who am I to be part. I wonder if you can explain more about because the thing that comes up for me is who am I to have an easy life when the rest of the world or so many people around me are really working hard, struggling or finding it difficult? So I, I can get the intellectual part, but the who am I to have life be easy seems to be smacking me in the face right now. Do you live in a community? Yeah. What's your community called? Freshwater. Are there other people who live there with you? Yes. Can you find any who are living a difficult life in that community? In some ways, yeah. So which ways? What would you say would be the difficulty that those who are living in the same community as you are having? Um, burnout. Burnout, okay. Burnout. Do you think that burnout is because life is hard? Do you ever see a oh. surfer have burnout? <laughs> I don't Do you ever see a dog walker have burnout? Do you ever see people who are taking life easy have burnout? They're making it hard. That's an excellent illustration. You just pointed out exactly what we're talking about here. They're making it hard. Why? Why would they have burnout? Because they're working too hard? Why are they working hard? Because they have an identity that says they have to be successful, that they have to provide, that they have to prove themselves somehow, that no one would love them if they didn't make that cash or have that title or have that prestigious car or live in that prestigious community. Making it hard. You know what hard is? Plowing a field when you have just an ox. You've all done that. Not so fun. That was hard. The life that you're living now, by comparison to most of the people on the planet, to every life you've ever had before, whether you were a king or a queen, this life is easier than that. You make it hard. Why do you make it hard? Because you want to prove something. You want to have some validation, some reason that you can show, maybe a certificate. I had the certificate. That means you can love me. You can be friends with me. You can talk to me. You better have your certificates too, because I will not love you unless you have your certificates. Let me see who you are. Oh, I'm this and that and the other thing. I went to this. I did this. I did that. I've done this. I like this, I like that, I would never do this, I hate this, I hate that, I like that, that's me. No, that's not you. That's what you think they want to hear. Why do you think that? Because every single second of your life, someone was wanting you to be different than you are. And so depending on the emotional sensitivity that you had and the experience you had at your youth and how much you bought into this game, you were buffeted about by everyone's expectations and what they thought was good, what they thought was bad, what they appreciated about you or didn't appreciate about you, what you thought you could get if you had this identity. Each of you is different. 
you have a different mental construct about why would someone love me? Ooh, I better go off to London for two years and leave my newlywed husband just so that I can prove that I'm worth being loved. If I get accepted to this prestigious school, then that will prove that I'm worthy of his love. Without that, what do I got? Nada. There's no reason he would love me or anyone else would be friends. I've got to have something going on. No. You be you, and it's easy. You be someone else, and that's pretty hard to do. That's acting. And you've all gotten pretty good at that. But if you just relaxed, you'd find that everyone loves you because you're magnificent, because you have this vibration within you. You don't need to be different than you are. You can be if you want to be, but you're going to have to pay the price. It's going to be hard. And it's going to be frustrating because it never works. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's old news. Because when you think there has to be something about you for other people to like, love, and respect, you talk incessantly about it because you want to make sure they know. This is the reason you should love me. It's pretty boring. If you were just there, just being you, inspired to say what you say, lighting up the world with that smile, that's all anyone would ever need. That's authentic. And that vibration of authenticity is the most attractive vibration you could emit. You would have swarms of people who were in love with you. If you could just be you. Now, what is you, though? Well, that'll take a little dismantling. You are nothing and everything. That's who you are. That's the only way you can define yourself. Every bad thing that you think is out there, you got that. Every good thing, you got that. Every strange thing, you got that. Every clever thing, you got that. Every good idea, you have access to it all. In times when you're in fear, you're going to access the fear, urges, control conditions, perceive yourself to be a victim, do what victims do. But when you're authentic, you don't need to play a part. You're not going to get battered around much. You're not going to get triggered. There's not going to be a lot of stuff that you have to defend yourself against. It could be a lot of love, a lot of appreciation, but you won't care by that point. You know why? Because you don't need it. You need it now to validate yourself. Am I doing the right thing by being this thing that I think I am? How can I do? Let's count the friends. Let's count the lovers. Let's count the relationships. Let's count the money in the bank. Let's count all these things. This is the scorecard. And the scorecard is from another game that isn't even being played. Yeah, it's not easy to just be you without any excuses for why anyone would like to ever respect you. It's not easy. It's not easy. Nobody wants to do it. But the return, there's no greater return. Incalculable. Infinite. And if you look around in the population, you'll see the ones who are the most authentic. They're living the lives you want to live. They're living the unimaginable. They don't care. They're just being them. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Doesn't matter. 
because you're never going to get anyone too like you because you cannot control the reflection from the exterior. If you want to control that reflection, shift your perspective. If you want to shift your perspective, drop that identity and make it easy because it is. This life is easy. Are you breathing? Sure. Can you turn on the tap, get some water? Yeah. Open the fridge, get some food? Yeah. Got a bed to sleep on? Yeah. Pretty easy. How many days in this life have you been starving? Probably only before you got into the restaurant while you're waiting in line. Generally, it's easy. One or two nights, not so easy. Generally, comparatively, it's a wonderful life. It's a perfect life. See the perfection without having to be anything. And you'll coast downstream to everything you want. I'm not saying shifting that mindset and that mental construct and that identity. We're not saying that is easy. But we're saying that all the effort and struggle to maintain a false identity, that's what makes it hard. If you want to do the work, peel away the layers, you can have fun doing it because you'll get lighter and laughter will pour out of you and empathy and connection and abundance. And there's no manifestation events pointing out this false identity. So you start to feel a lot better. And when you feel a lot better, you're naturally connected to your inner self, to source itself, to your guidance supporters. And you get bombarded with inspiration. And now because the identity is malleable and looser and letting it go, now the identity, the uh, in, now the inspiration suddenly starts flowing. And you're aware of it. And it sounds like fun. And you don't say, well, if I take this action, what will people think? Because... That what will people think thing is always attached to the identity. I maintain this identity. I've practiced that. I've built this identity brick by brick by brick by brick. It took a long time to build this identity. And if I got to do something that might knock off one of those bricks, I ain't doing it because it's not worth it. It might damage this identity. And if someone says something contrary to this identity that I've crafted over the years, I'm going to be very upset with them and tell them they're wrong. Prove to them they're wrong. Why don't you prove they're right? Because you're whatever they say you are. doesn't matter. You're all of it and none of it. doesn't matter. You don't know who you are, but you came here to discover that. Well, we told you who you are. You are a limitless, eternal, magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. That's it. Find that person, that group, that ideology, that perfection, and you don't have the right of your life. If you want to make it hard, pretend that you're Emma. That's all you got to do. This has been an amazing group of escalator climbing, perspective shifting warriors who are wanting to make it easy and to feel good. And you've come to the right place. Just keep doing what you're doing, thinking what you're thinking, reaching up for higher perspectives, and it'll all come flowing to you. It's all being put on your lap. 
you're all being given opportunities to soar, to change, to move, to be different, to be an example, to be who you truly are. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Katie, send us your address in in England, please. (laughs) We'll see if I go. (laughs) This is interesting. This is getting deeper. This is really all about identity. The foundations course is all about identity too. It's all about your perspective in every area of your life. And what happens is we all have perspectives where in some parts of our life, we're doing really well, things are going good. And that's because we have a high perspective and the other areas that aren't working, we have a limited perspective. What's the difference? The difference is identity. And so when you can move to equalize or balance every area of your life in perspective, then you can start to radically shift the entirety of your perspective. And that's when your life takes off. So I've had to look at my identity, look at this idea of success, money, that sort of thing that's been with me my whole life. I've changed the way I see things now because of what's been going on lately and the foundations course and the work we're doing on that. And I'm giving that success part up. It is what it is. I'm already successful. Every other area of my life is unbelievable. It's just the money part and the success part. And I was making my life hard and I see it now. And so I'm taking steps to reduce all that stuff. So you can do the same thing in the foundations course. If you're hearing this now, hopefully it's Saturday or Sunday. We're going to start on Monday, August 21st. So you have until midnight Sunday to get in. You can go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com, click on courses, click on foundations, and you'll see a page all about it there. It says $399. That is the normal price, but this group we're doing for uh, everyone for half off. So type in the coupon code 200OFF. And you get $200 off that $399 price. This will be probably the only one that we do coaching calls. So we'll have a weekly coaching call with this, plus all the Joshua lives. And we'll have a special activation by Christy at the end, which is amazing by itself. So I wouldn't miss that no matter what. But the only way to do that is to get into foundations. I think once you're in foundations, you'll understand what this thing is all about and how powerful it is. Once you're in, you can take it over and over again. So don't worry about the timing. Just get into this one. And then we'll go from there. We'll do another one in a couple months, but that one will be $3.99. So you might as well save your $200. If you have any questions, send them to me at garybodley at gmail.com. And remember to like and subscribe and share that with your friends. Uh, that's the best thing you can do. Oh, leave a review. That'd be great too. All right. Till next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.